Hello, Corky Crime Sisters here. Hello. So our show contains graphic content, so please, listeners, be advised. Crime Sisters here. Hi. We are so sorry that we did not record last week and that you guys had to wait so long for another episode. We missed it. I don't know about you guys, but... To the point of I just forgot how to record, actually. I was like, where is the button? What do I do? What do I do? Um, Yeah, but you know, life just kind of got in the way, so... You know, unfortunately, we're sorry, but we're we're glad to be back. Yeah. I'm excited. Um, We are... The podcast, where two sisters actually like to hang out with each other. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, maybe talk some spooky shit. <laughs> <laughs> and have an adult beverage or two. Or three or four. Or just as many as the day calls for. Let's be <laughs> as honest. As we can handle that day. <laughs> um. <laughs> uh, that lady over there <laughs> with the spooky shit going on is Nikki. <laughs> thank you, Taylor. Thank you. And that's obviously Taylor. Yeah. I just thanked her as Taylor. So It be. It me. It me, though. It me, though. Um, <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah, I know. It's It feels like forever since we've done this. I'm excited. It's been about three weeks since we recorded because Viva Las Vegas and Heists, we did all in one day, which was really funny because Heists was like the biggest shit show we've ever done in our lives <laughs> for some reason. And then Viva Las Vegas actually turned out good audio-wise and all that. So I don't know what happened. It was an interesting day. Yeah. And now here we are. Here we are. Here we are. Yeah. Um, this week, our topic is mysterious disappearances. Yes. So that's going to be exciting. Can I tell you that that is probably one of the things that like freaks me out the most is for like somebody that I know to just go like gone, gone like just be gone and disappear and nobody has any clue what happened to them or anything like that scares me. I can see that because it's like you have no answers. You have no answers. You have no idea if they're safe, if they're dead, if they're making a new life yeah it like gunner and i were listening to a podcast on the way home and we were talking about how it's like it blows my mind how people can go missing and we have nothing right or how we can find like dead bodies and have no idea who they are yeah and have no yeah they can be a jane or john doe and i mean well we did just listen to a podcast where if the guy wasn't even in his house they may not have known it was him but the guy took his head off Right. And the head, they've never found his head. Exactly. So shit like that happens all the time and it's just crazy to me. It's it's, just, we live in a crazy world, y'all. <laughs> we really do. Um, this week we had a special request. We did. From our cousin, Allie. She just started college. Go get it, girl. What Work up, Allie? Live that it. college life. So she wanted us to drink some White Claw raspberry. And it's pretty tasty, I must say. It's pretty tasty. We cracked one already. I'll crack one here, but... We're drinking it over ice because they were left in my car, and there ain't no laws when you're drinking White Claw. So Pretty much. Pretty much. On that note, I'm going to... Get a girl. Oh, wow. Ooh. I hear the sparkles. I hear the sparkles, too. But I'm not putting it up to my <laughs> headphone this week. <laughs> not hitting your headphone. Oh, yeah. hear that? Over ice and everything. Sounds so much more satisfying through the headphones for some reason. <laughs> it does. <laughs> I'm right there with you. Um, so who goes first this week? Did we decide it was, I think it was you? I think it's me, because you talked about, no. 
I think I did the Wynn family first. I think you did. Last okay. week. We'll go with it. And that's just because I was like, thank God I'm going first because the wheels were falling off <laughs> real quick. First off, Yamas. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. You forget every week. Every week. Yamas. Yamas. Ooh. <laughs> I'm a bad Greek, apparently. You're a very bad. You know, bad Greek. Don't tell my husband that. <laughs> oh, my God. Speaking of Greek, I saw this thing today that made me laugh. Apparently, gorilla it derives from a Greek word that means um, a tribe of hairy women. <laughs> <laughs> so, my ancestors, right? <laughs> yes, your ancestors. A hundred percent. I love that. That's amazing. <laughs> okay. So, this week, I did Jamie Fraley. Jamie Fraley. Oh Jamie my. Fraley. Have you heard of her? No. She must be frail. <laughs> okay. So, Jamie Fraley was from Gaston County. I don't know where that even is. I, I was just going to ask you where the hell is that? I didn't figure it out. It's fine. Apparently, I meant to figure it out because I left it a little blank, but it didn't happen. So, Throughout all of her childhood, she struggled with her health. Um, it was a big deal. Like, she was really severely sick. Um, part of this was she was diagnosed with anxiety and bipolar at the same time. Which Ooh, is like... that's a bitch. That'd be a bitch, yeah. Like, <clears throat> I mean, we both have anxiety and we suffer from anxiety. I can't right. imagine, like, throwing bipolar in there. No. <laughs> we both suffer from anxiety and I have a fucking Red Bull in front of me and alcohol. Like... <laughs> I know, I told you, I was like, you need to stop all that caffeinated this shit. This can't be good for anything. Anyway. No. <laughs> Let me take another say up. Um, but the late 2000, oh my god, 2000s though. See, it's been a while, I can't even talk. <laughs> By the late 2000s, she's on medication that's working well for her. She feels like she's found the right thing because medication is great and all, but it takes a while to find what works for you and what's right. It does, it does. Like, I remember my first round of anti-anxiety medication i was just like bruising everywhere do you remember that yeah all the way up my legs so we had to switch that and then i had to add another one it was like a whole thing it just takes a while but she thinks she's figured it out and this is actually enabling her to do it take a part-time job and she's going to school to become a substance abuse counselor which is like super cool to me that is cool i love that yeah i love when people are empathetic um however due to her disabilities she actually has a social worker um and is on disability Oh, okay. But it's helping her be independent. She's getting shit done. Like, she's not abusing it, but she needs it. Like, she doesn't have a license, so the social worker will help her get to, like, appointments and stuff like that. Help her manage and set up appointments. So, actually seems like the situation's working pretty well. In 2006, she begins dating Ricky Simmons Jr., a.k.a. Lil Ricky. Oh, lol ricky l-i-l ricky lol ricky lol ricky um the family like because i watched um things like disappeared on 2020 or something yes 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 i found like a really old episode on amazon and like rented it for a dollar but anyway um her family talked about the two being very much so in love uh they state they had never heard her talk about anyone the way she actually talked about ricky jr so it seems like wait a minute it's Lil Ricky Jr. <laughs> Get it right. Get Little it right. Ricky. <laughs> the two, they became engaged. Um, the only problem with this whole thing between the two of them um, is that Little Ricky actually had been in trouble with the law several times. <laughs> of course, right? What? <laughs> His name's not really, really Little Ricky, right? They just referred it like... <laughs> I was 
just being funny, but you literally just used it, so. No, literally, I have AKA Little Ricky in here. Oh, okay. Because, <laughs> like, I was, <laughs> on all the articles, they called him Ricky Jr., but then when I watched the disappear, like, her cousin or something, maybe her sister was like, yeah, Little Ricky and her. <laughs> okay, okay. Th- they seem like a very nice family, but they struggle with, like, grammar and stuff, so oh. it was very interesting. I wanted to quote one of them. It was a very interesting episode. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Didn't mean to sidetrack you. You're good. Um, he was arrested in 2007 for 15 months for theft. Oh um, she continued to visit with him and interact with him during his incarceration. Like, wedding wasn't off. Nothing. They're still doing their thing. Yeah. On April 7, 2008, Jamie suddenly became very ill with what she thought was the stomach flu. Remember, she she's not a license. Though. Huh? She pregnant, though. She pregnant, though. He's been in jail. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did you hit your tooth again? No, the uh, drink splashed up into my nose. Oh, my gosh. Yesterday, I had my hydro flask, and I have a straw on it. And we went up the mountains, and when I got to the top of the mountain, I went to open my hydro flask, and, like, literally water shot out of it into my face, because <laughs> it was pressurized from going up an elevation and just down the front of me, and I was like, Why? What what happened? You're like, this is the life I live. <laughs> this is what? <laughs> um so remember she doesn't have a license, so it becomes kinda hard for her to get places, so she relies on people around her, like her social worker, friends, yeah. family, yada yada. Um, it was so bad that she actually went to the hospital twice that day. Um I already talked about that. <laughs> After the trip, um, the first trip that day, a family friend came and visited her, um, because Jamie was actually watching this family friend's dog. And did fairly, like, regularly for her. She was coming to pick up the dog and came to check on Jamie. That was scary AF, (laughs) by the way, because we are talking about this scary shit. And that was her dog scratching on the door. Jesus. That scared me so bad. I just stopped and stared at Nikki, like, help me. (laughs) (laughs) I did nothing to, like, protect myself. I just, like, stared at her. Or me, thanks. You're furthest away. (laughs) Um, I thought we were having, like, a technical hitch for a second, and then I realized what was happening. It seems like it stopped. We're good. <laughs> um, so the family friend came and, like, checked on her and whatnot, and actually took her prescription over to the local store for her just to drop it off, help her out, make it easier. Yeah. Um, then she decided she needed to go back for a second trip. So, in comes Ricky Simmons Sr. So, Big Ricky. <laughs> the Big Ricky. The Big Ricky. Um, was his her fiance's father um and he was actually the maintenance man for the complex that jamie lived in um he was like two doors down from her he did it (laughs) sorry (laughs) i'm jumping ahead here i don't really know you are um so he took her to the hospital and then a neighbor drove her home from the hospital at around 12 a.m she decided that this was something way more serious than the stomach flu and that she needed to go back to the hospital so she called her mother just to let her know like hey this is happening but i think her mother was like if I remember correctly, her mother was, like, an hour away, and her mother tried to be, like, just come stay the night with us. Like, we'll take care of you. Yeah. It'll be fine. But she refused and said, it's okay. Um, she had a very important meeting the next day. She's like, I can't miss it, so I'll just stay home. I'll be okay. And so she calls her mom, lets her know. At approximately 1.30 a.m. on the 8th, so just that very next morning, she called a friend to update her that she was going back to the hospital. This call was cut short when Jamie decided to hang up the call due to seeing who her ride was. Um, she only referred to this person as he, so we don't know who it was. Big Ricky. <laughs> <laughs> and Jamie never arrived nor checked in 
for the third time, and since then, there's been no trace of her anywhere. That's scary shit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, that stuff seriously freaks me out. I don't blame you. I mean, if I just disappeared off the face of the earth, wouldn't you be like, what the fuck? So Tyrios did it. Or your mother-in-law. Whoa. What? It's always the mother-in-law. Okay. Is it the mother? Oh, well, I am blaming the father-in-law, so. Yeah. It's so always I'm... the in-law. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> um, Jamie reported we missed this very important meeting the next day um, that friends and family expected her to be at. So it was like a big deal. Social workers trying to get a hold of her, trying to find her. Like, yeah. This was something, I think, for her disability payments. Um, This caused her family to go to her apartment, and they didn't find any trace of her. The front door was locked, and inside they found her wallet, purse, keys, and a form of identification she had, but her cell phone was just gone. She um, wouldn't leave without the rest of that stuff, though, right? Not for the hospital, which was my thing. Yeah. Because you're probably going to have to do at least a copay and whatever. Like, you're going to need your wallet and your keys to get back into your locked house. Exactly. Um, they saw no apparent signs of a struggle, and nothing else was missing, so it wasn't like a robbery. Um... It was then that the family decided to call the police and be like, yep, this bitch is missing. I can't find her. Help me. She gone. She gone. (laughs) Um, The police quickly put a ton of manpower into this. Uh, I actually have a quote from Miss Roney. She was um, the chief of police at the time. And she said, I've never seen a missing person case investigated this thoroughly. So everyone was like full force on it, which is really cool because you usually hear the opposite way. So I was really happy to hear that. Yeah, wait till we get to my case. Oh, shit. Sorry. <laughs> um, two days after Jamie went missing, utility workers found her phone at an intersection about a mile away from her apartment. Oh, that's not good. No. By the time the phone made it to police, there was no usable DNA evidence on it because so many people had touched it and handled it and transferred it. Because they didn't know what they were, like, Oh, my God, up people. against. I think the utility workers just thought someone lost it, so they just turned it in the police to get it back to that person. Not that this was a missing person's case. Right, like, I can't right. really blame them if that, like, I'm not sure if I saw a phone I would, like, put on gloves. And... Um, being a murderino, I would. I would assume everything is sketchy AF and that somebody is missing. There's actually, <laughs> I was listening to a podcast a long time ago where the missing person's keys were found on the side of the road, and this guy was walking with his baby, and he just gave it to his baby, and his baby was, like, putting it in his mouth. No. Hey, the keys were on the side of the road. Like, they can't yeah, be good why parenting. are you letting your child eat keys? Yeah. No. Be. Same thing. I guess, I guess maybe I would be more sketchy about it. Uh, I think just, again, being more of somebody who does, like, listens to true crime and now podcasts on it and stuff, I my thought would immediately go to, like, oh, well, maybe I shouldn't touch it myself right but like it probably needs to be turned in and but i guess most people if you're not you know like if you don't listen to it like we do and stuff you, you don't even think about it right exactly um the only call of value they found in the call log of the phone was made into the phone at 5 a.m but they've never been able to locate who it was from what it was about how long it was do you not have that info on the phone i they don't go much into detail about this i'm assuming like, what year was this again Oh six, yeah. No, you had the technology was there, or no? Oh wait, I'm sorry. Still, technology was there. You should have been able to find something on that phone. It's possible, like, like maybe the phone was damaged. Like, they don't really go much into detail about it. So yeah, a lot, unfortunately, about it. 
Her fiance is quickly ruled out because he's still imprisoned. So, you know, <laughs> can't really do anything from prison unless he like hired a hitman. Well, he is little Ricky. However, his father came under the eye of investigators. Mm-hmm. This guy. I, I knew it. I can't even do it with this guy. I knew it. <laughs> um, he also had a criminal record. The highlight of which being six years in prison for manslaughter in the 1980s after strangling his girlfriend to death. Oh. Yeah. Only, can we talk about this? Six years. That's all he got. For manslaughter. I don't know if it was a plea deal. Like, how did he only get six years? Okay, so I was watching a show last night with uh, with my husband, and it was um, it was like Dangerous Women or something. Oh, I love and, that show. Right? <laughs> and this chick only got, I want to say she got like 15 or 16 years for the murder, but then um, got an additional 20 years for tampering with a dead body. What? And I was like, wait a minute. Why would you get more years for tampering with the dead body than, than creating, actually committing the crime? Creating Our, that dead body. Oh, my God. Our system is so screwed up. Sorry, but it is. It's just so... Especially, like, sentencing laws are so different everywhere. Yeah, I mean, I I get it, but still, that just doesn't seem right. It, she got it for second-degree manslaughter. Mm. So, I, I mean, I guess second-degree doesn't carry as much of a penalty, but, like, again... manslaughter, but, too. But why... But still, that should still carry more weight than just tampering with a dead body. I think I've definitely gone into my, like, whole spiel on, like, the adversarial justice-seeking system versus the truth-seeking system, which a lot of countries operate under. We're yes. under the adversarial. And what that means is we're more committed to whoever puts on the best show. Basically. Like... Whoever, because think about it, otherwise we wouldn't have all these stupid ass loopholes that are like, right. that get people out because, oh, the jury instructions weren't read correctly. But then we have double de- jeopardy, so we're not going like, to retry you, even though you're probably the murderer. Right. You're lucky. Like, stuff like this. Whereas in the truth-seeking system, like, there's not even really, like, the judge just talks to the defendant. Yeah. And it's like, you know, you have your lawyers and they kind of just supplementally say hey i think this is what's happening this is what they should get what they shouldn't get but it's all about actually giving justice stop it <laughs> no and you would know because you know you went to school for criminal justice so right. you <laughs> also like i realize you're wearing the same thing you wore yesterday yeah, so I was waiting for you to actually say something to me about it. <laughs> so here's the thing is I could not find the comfy pants I wanted to wear today. Um. And this was just laying there and I was like, screw it. I paid enough for this outfit. I should probably wear it every day for like a goddamn year. True, true. <laughs> so, and it's comfortable. Although my husband said, I think he, he was like, I thought you were wearing pajamas. Like when he really? saw it, he was like, it looks like you're wearing pajamas. And normally he's like, if I have a new outfit or something, he's like, oh, that's really cute on you <laughs> you look like you're wearing pajamas i was like thanks babe it's like a jumpsuit by the way yeah it's from pat how do you say it patagonia patagonia so it's like that dry material but it's, it's really cute it's, actually yeah anyway moving mm. on okay so ricky senior lived just two doors away from jamie um he was also the last person to see her that day reportedly um there were reports of ricky senior being obsessed with jamie i knew it there's not a lot of like corroborating evidence corroborating i always say corroborating corroborating evidence to this that i could find but like the family was like oh yeah he loved her he was obsessed with her Ooh, that sounds like the um uh susan powell case oh, yeah. yeah if you don't if you haven't yet you should listen to cold 
and and get into that case because it's it's crazy. It's a how that man made it unarrested and then was able to do what he did at the end is beyond me. But oh, anyway. Yeah. It's an insane case. And yeah. A really good podcast, honestly. So. It is. It is. Um, he refused to take a lie detector test, of course. You know. I would, too. <laughs> I'm just saying. I would, too. They, they're admissible in court, and it doesn't really prove anything. Like, if you take it and you fail because you're nervous, it, it doesn't really mean anything. Yeah, you're not really supposed to, even if you're innocent. Yeah. I, I, I learned... Actually, I learned that from... Um, uh, 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 crime junkies. Yep. <clears throat> they talk about it a lot. Yes. I think about it a lot, too, because a lot of our boys have to take lie detector tests. Do they really? They take polygraphs, and it's, like, sex history and maintenance polygraphs, and a lot of, like, decisions for them hinge on these polygraphs, but they're not used in court. That's kind of weird, but okay. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so two months after the investigation hit him began, he died. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah. Oh. So, on June 7th, Kim Spregner, 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 I don't know, an ex with a recent <laughs> protective order against Ricky Sr. Found, noticed a foul odor coming from her car. What? It became stronger the next day when, when she opened the trunk of the car, she found Ricky Sr. dead in the trunk. This bitch didn't kill him? <laughs> so she says... Investigation revealed that he had a set of her car keys. Um, a week earlier, her purse had been stolen from the car. And they ruled his death to be a heat stroke due to the temperature exceeding 90 degrees the previous days. <laughs> stupid, <laughs> stupid. Police theorized that Ricky Sr. let himself in with the keys and wanted to ambush Kim by using the emergency latch located on the inside of the trunk. They believe once he became heat exhausted, he panicked, forgot to use it, and died. <laughs> That's what we call natural selection, folks. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I chose this case just because of him. <laughs> natural selection. <laughs> it really sucks, though, because, yeah, we'll get there. Um, it is widely believed that Ricky Sr. had important information regarding Jamie they may never learn now. Which oh, is, like, the shitty part about it, right? No. Even his son believes this. Really? Yeah. Um, little Ricky is quoted as saying, first my fiance was missing, then my dad climbs in a trunk and dies. Does that make any sense to anyone? Fuck no. <laughs> Although, I it's nice to know that there are crazier families out there than us, though. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I copied and pasted it, and I don't know if you can see this, but on the way he said first, wasn't first, it was Erst, without Erst. the S, so they had to like put the little brackets around an F to be like, no, he meant first. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Um, I can't. In 2015, Jerry Case was serving federal prison time for kidnapping, and he confessed to Jamie's disappearance. He'd initially written a letter confessing to the crime he was in prison for, and then he did the same thing in 2015 with Jamie's case. In the same letter, he confessed to killing another woman that had been shot and killed in her home, and it was then set on fire. He was immediately dismissed as a suspect in Jamie's case as he was incarcerated at the time of the disappearance. And then later evidence shows he had nothing to do with the other lady either. It's so crazy to me. I mean, like, I, I get it. They just want some, like, notoriety or something. Or, like, they just want, I don't even know what. But, I mean, I guess if you're already in trouble, what does it matter if you're confessing to other shit? But Yeah. A lot of times, too, when you start confessing to these things, like, I've been looking a lot into Ed Kemper. So, like, Ed Kemper... 
was talking to police about all of his crimes. He actually was the person that started the serial killer yeah. profiling unit with the FBI. Well, he didn't start it, but he was the first subject in it for the FBI. I hit myself. <laughs> but he was getting all these possessive privileges from it. Yeah. And that'll happen, like, you'll start confessing shit, and then they'll take you to the crime scenes and do all these things. Right, like, you don't have to just stay in your cell all day. So. Exactly. Yeah. But... That's where we stand. Oh, poor girl. I know. And I'll show you a picture of her. Aw. Well, good good job. Thanks. Poor thing. I really have this want to start doing more unsolved cases. Try and get it out there. Yeah, my husband thinks apparently that what we do on this podcast is just, um, he thinks that we should solve the case. <laughs> and I said, you know, honey, that's a great idea, except for we're not detectives. We're literally just reading stories to you guys. We're, we're storytellers, basically, yes. at this point. I'm like, we are not detectives. So, I, I mean, I would love to do it if possible, but I don't, I don't know how that would even work. <laughs> exactly. It, that's like investigative podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she's from North Carolina. Oh, That's where Gaston County okay, is. Okay. Okay. She was 22 when she disappeared and she's been missing for 11 years, four months, and 19 days. Oh, wow. And that's her. Oh, how cute. Look she, at her. She looks like a little baby. She looks innocent, right? Oh. She's two years younger than me. Think about that. Shit. And she disappeared. She's been gone for 11 years. I'm blaming Big Ricky. Anyway. I'm pretty sure it was Big Ricky, honestly. <laughs> Um, can you hand me a new White Claw, please? Yeah. What flavor you want? Uh, this time I really don't care. Other than grapefruit. <laughs> Shit's going awry. No, not that one. That one's all shaken up. There you go. All right. Sorry, I'm going to crack this bad boy before my case. Oh, God. You overflowing? Oh, get it. I blame you. Always. You should. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that'd be way better. Cold. But that's okay. Do you need more ice? Yeah, that'd be great. Should we pause? Yep. <laughs> we'll be back after this break. Okay, we'll be back. guys. So this week, my case is going to be on uh, Johnny Gosh, the original milk carton boy. Oh. Yeah. Love it. Buckle, I know nothing about this. Buckle up. Buckle up. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So it was September 5th, 1982, and a 12-year-old boy named Johnny was working his paper route. That only The only difference this day was that his father didn't accompany, accompany him like he used to. Hmm. Wow, what is wrong with my speech all of a sudden? I feel like I might have heard this a long time ago. Will you hold your horses? Okay. <laughs> um... So it was said to be about 6 to 7 in the morning when a few local kids said they saw a man in a blue Ford Fairmount, I've never even heard of that car, pull over um, and get out. Mm. He then walked over to Johnny and started asking him questions about where he could find 87th Street. Um, this is in Iowa, just so everybody knows. <laughs> I'm glad you know where your case was. Yes. <laughs> it's actually Des Moines, Iowa. Um, oh, wait, isn't that, like, close to where your family is? I have family in Muscatine, and Muscatine is on the southeast border of Iowa and Illinois, so, like, literally the Mississippi River is what breaks up the two. Got it, got it. Okay. Yes. I was like, Des Moines sounds, in, like, very What similar. is happening? I don't know. 
this is i gotta fix this this <laughs> situation will be remedied eventually it's good we're good um, I okay in three weeks so johnny then said that the kids that all had his paper wait wait whoa whoa quality reporting oh sorry my bad he johnny then said to the kids that all of his papers were loaded up he felt scared he wanted to leave and head home so apparently he was getting a shitty ass vibe from this dude good for him um the man then got backed into his car and flicked the dome light three times before leaving signals yeah right signaling the police believe that this was his way of signaling yep. an accomplice as shortly after a taller man emerged from in between two other houses and started following Johnny. No. I know, right? Johnny, run, Johnny, run. Run. Um, Johnny's parents started getting calls from the neighbors saying that they hadn't received their paper for the day. So his father went out to see what was going on and about two blocks from his phone, his home, he, his phone. His phone. <sighs> I mean, this is freaking 82. Johnny doesn't have a phone, let's be honest. Um, two blocks away from his home, he found Johnny's wagon with his papers, but no Johnny. Oh, no. I know, poor, poor Johnny. Johnny. I know, I know. He was only 12. Wow, that's fuck? Young. Anyway, um, Johnny's mother and father contacted the police right away to report him missing. It took them 45 minutes to show up. Hmm. And then the police then informed the Goshes that they couldn't file a missing persons report until 72 hours had passed. No, I hate that. Oh, I I hate it too. I'm like, he's a 12-year-old boy. Yeah, like, And even if he's not a child, like, hello, if he's saying that he is, if they're telling you that this is not normal and he is missing and they're giving you the information that I just told you, as a cop, you need to take that shit seriously. Like, I can understand a little bit of logic when they're like, oh, sorry, I'm just trying to readjust. When they do the little bit of logic of like, it's a grown adult, give it 24 hours. Sure. Whatever. Sure. But this is a 12-year-old boy. I'm I'm with you. Like, even if it's still something out of the norm, I feel like they should take it seriously. But yes, as an adult, I understand why they don't jump on it. But yeah, when you're talking a child, you need to react. Well, especially like, I, I hate when they're like, oh, they're probably a runaway. It's like, yeah, and that means they're in danger. Like, they're not somewhere safe even if they are a fucking runaway like especially at that age yeah no i hate that i hate everything i hate this yep yep same girl same um so the police originally believed that johnny had just run away yeah see he's 12 that doesn't mean anything like even if he ran away it doesn't mean he's safe not at 12 sorry um they did later believe uh that it had that he had been um kidnapped so they originally were like oh yeah he just ran away and nope now he's kidnapped well duh get my blood boiling so fast i know i'm telling you it's crazy i hate it so um they then called the detectives um of polk county um they called polk county sheriffs and state patrol and they um all of them decided to reach out and go door to door and look for him but literally nothing came of it nobody saw anything nobody heard anything like he was just gone that's crazy so other than the initial sighting of like the man in the car and the older man who came out in between the buildings and was following him he nobody saw anything after that that's crazy yeah and i'm thinking like if you saw a guy a mysterious guy in a car and i mean granted this granted this came from kids but if you saw a guy being mysterious in a car and your friend says that he's not comfortable and he leaves and then shortly after another man starts following him 
I, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy. I mean, again, again, they're 12, but I, I feel like I would still like follow up. Like right. I wouldn't just let it go. I I'm wouldn't just be like, oh, anybody, good luck, Johnny. <laughs> no, I'd be looking at anybody that had that kind of car yes. within the county or around. Or Yes. <sighs> so. So two months after his disappearance, Noreen, Johnny's mother, said that Johnny had been spotted in Oklahoma when a boy wailed for help as he was being dragged away by two men. Mm. This is not normal, folks. If you see a child screaming for help, even if it turns out to be there parents their father father mother mother whatever i don't care if you see that always call it in yeah because even if it turns out to just be their parents <laughs> call it doesn't matter like you never know what you could be helping or saving right this reminds me of the time that my boyfriend almost kidnapped a kid on accident <laughs> <laughs> yes please tell this story because it's great we're at walmart and like you know there's the parking lot and then a crosswalk and then you're in walmart so we were <laughs> we were close to walmart and there's this little boy standing on our side, staring out into the parking lot and saying, Dad, Dad, and pointing to a guy. So Gunnar thinks the dad is just, like, leaving this kid. So Gunnar's like, come on, like, I'll help you. And he's like, grabs the little kid's hand and, like, gets him across the street. Well, all of a sudden, a woman comes running out of Walmart behind us and is like, that's my kid. What are you doing? Like, <laughs> Gunnar's like, he was saying dad. And she goes, well, I guess he kind of looks like him. But no, this is my kid. That's not his dad. Thanks, and, like, runs off before Gunnar oh can, like, God. say anything else. <laughs> and he felt so terrible because he was just trying to help. But, like... It looked like he was trying to steal a child. It did look... He oh felt so God. bad. And she, like, didn't give him a chance to explain, which I totally get. Like, I would probably just run off at that point, too. But... <laughs> right? I would be embarrassed if I was that mother for, like, not watching your child. That was You're at Walmart. Thing. That shit ain't safe for even adults. No. Oh <laughs> Let alone God. a child. I felt so bad for him. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, okay. Anyway, so, after that... For eight or for 15 years, no one had any idea what ever happened to Johnny. In March of 1997, Noreen claimed that Johnny came and visited her with a strange man. Ooh. Right? She claimed that Johnny uh, told her he had, in fact, been kidnapped and been forced to be a part of a pedophile organization, but had been cast aside when he became too old. Ooh. Isn't that fucked up? Yeah. It's like, oh, here, we're going to ruin your life, but now you're too old, so get out of my way. Oof. Just saying. Um, I hate it. Right. Johnny also said that he feared for his life and didn't feel like he could come home and was living under a new identity and name. Why couldn't... Uh, oh. Um, I think because at that point, like, if you think about it, like, he was cast aside, but they probably didn't purposely let him go because he would know, like, all the main contributors and who was running it and yeah. all this. So, you know, he had valuable information if this was a true statement. True. You know what I mean? I'll give you that. Yeah. Um, where was I at? Da, 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 da. Uh, okay, yeah. So Johnny's father eventually divorced his mother and said he wasn't sure that the visit ever took place or not. Ooh. Which is really kind of fucked up because you're supposed to be this, like, united unit. But I you know, who knows, right? right? Like, if she's grasping at straws, I don't know. Um, the attention sometimes from that. I hate to say that, but, like, yeah. sometimes... Yeah, it just becomes too much, right? So, over the years, the Gosh has hired several private investigators to help search for their son. I Instead of saying for their son, I put the son. <laughs> the son of God. Woo! Looking for Jesus? Jesus, the son hallelujah house of the rising sun <laughs> yes what? 
Um, in 2000, Noreen published a book titled Why Johnny Can't Come Home. In the book, she gives her understanding of what her son went through, um, which she came to these conclusions based on the information from the PIs and from what she claimed to be her son's visit. Right. In 2006, Noreen claimed that she found photos on her front porch, which depicted three boys being around, being bound and gagged, and she believes that one of them is Johnny. She did post a few pics on her website, johnnygosh.com. Um, on September 3rd of that year, though, uh, an anonymous letter was mailed to the Des Moines police, and it literally, this quote, Gentlemen, someone has played an irrehensible joke on a grieving mother. The photo in question is not one of her son, but of three boys in Tampa, Florida, about 1979 to 1980, challenging each other to an escaping contest. There was an investigation concerning that picture made by the Hillsborough County Sheriff's Office. No charges were filed and no wrongdoing was established. The lead detective on the case was named Zalva. The, this allegation should be easy enough to check out. So, literally, the police uh, in Florida confirmed that the letter was, in fact, true. Hmm. Which is so sad. Like, why would you ever do that? Yeah. People are fucking people. awful. Um, and, uh, however, Noreen still believed that the pictures, uh, one of them was Johnny. And I think that's just her hanging on to some hope, right? Yeah, oh, like, absolutely. I mean, but it's, it's sad. Um, so, one of the crazy theories that actually came out of this was that, was, came from Paul... Bonacy? I don't know if that's actually how you say it, but um, <laughs> we'll never Good know. enough. Good enough. He said that he himself was kidnapped and had been in a sex ring with Johnny and actually was forced to take par- part in Johnny's kidnapping. So he's claiming that he was a part of this pedophile ring and that he actually helped kidnap Johnny. Hmm. Okay. Um, he was said to have met with Noreen and was able to tell her things about Johnny Um that only Noreen or Johnny or somebody that had met him would even know. Okay. So, I, again, don't know how credible that is. Um, this is a whole nother rabbit hole. So, if you're interested in this at all, like, maybe do some investigation on your own. I did not want to delve too far into this. <laughs> Didn't want to get so far off the rails. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but Paul accused a Republican Party activist and businessman, Lawrence King Jr., of running the underage prostitution ring um, that, you know, Paul, him, Paul and Johnny were supposedly victims of. Um, if huh. you do a little research into Lawrence King, he, I mean, he was like a head of a bank and there was all this stuff. And so again, if, if you feel like going down that rabbit hole, it's quite the conspiracy theory. Ooh, I recently found my love for Reddit and all of the rabbit holes there. It's so interesting. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, so the police, however, do not believe that Paul to, you know, they don't think he's credible. Um, they never interviewed him in Johnny's case. They were just like, yeah whatever no like even if you think i know i know it's crazy it's like (sighs) you should be following up on absolutely everything regardless yeah but they never did they were like yeah no but again if it's part of that conspiracy theory if you want to follow along that this you know republican activist and big wig and a bank like he's gonna have people under his belt and you know what i mean yeah i mean i know that happens and fucking ugh, i hate it I know, it's awful. So, 
As it stands, um, Johnny has never been properly found or nobody knows actually what happened to him. Um, the interesting fact of this case uh, is that, you know, I, I called him the original Mill Carton boy. Um, Johnny, alongside another missing child named Eugene Martin, were the first two missing kids to ever be on a milk carton as a means of trying to get more notice um, from the public. Mm-hmm. Uh, this took place in 1984. Can you believe that that's... Wow. Yeah, right? Um, and what happened was is one of uh, Eugene's relatives actually worked at Anderson and Erickson Dairy. Okay. Um, and asked the president of the company to help, and he agreed. And then that's what started it. So that became where kids then were missing got posted on milk cartons wow isn't that kind of crazy that is cool like i'm glad that they he was like yeah let's do it done yes so it reminds me of a case i really wanted to cover here at some point about how in jails and i don't know if they still do this today they would actually give the inmates playing cards with murder cases on them oh yes yes i think we talked about this yes and like one of the inmates was playing and was able to solve one of the cases. Yeah. Like. Yeah. No. It, it, that's it's a great ingenious. idea. <laughs> it's such a good idea. Um, of course, if you would like more information on this case, um, you can go to the johnnygosh.com website. Um, there is also a documentary, which I did not rent. I should have and watched it. But it was. it's called Who Took Johnny? Um, and a lot of my information for this came from iowacoldcases.org. So if you're ever like looking for something in in Iowa check it out um as well as Wikipedia which I know everybody says is incredible but it, it's crazy is it not like I don't I don't know Wikipedia or the case uh, the whole case in general I feel like yeah. like I feel like there were things that happened and it's so easy to be on this side of it and be like oh, well, oh if or this or that had been duff it duff it what's duff it I don't I don't <laughs> i don't know wheels are starting to fall off they are i know <laughs> our like stamina for doing this has gone downhill just because we stopped no we're good we're good you just you know we can't get too cray cray today no, no. <laughs> anyway so yes that was my case that's a good case good right job. isn't that interesting it's sad it is very it sad so what i was me. trying to say is if I feel like in this case in particular, if certain things had gone different, just like in any other case, obviously, but I think there were, like, obvious red flags that have had, you know, that, like, he could still be here, but... That's crazy. I don't know. I think, I mean, he's he's old now. Like, he could go home. Yeah, yeah. Or reach out to the police. I mean, essentially, he would be my age. Actually, he'd be a little older than me. Unless it's, like... What am I thinking of? Um, Stockholm Syndrome, maybe. Yeah, you know, I don't know if that's it. I think that his, I mean, it, it could be, you know, because, I mean, that is scary. Um, I think a big part of it is, again, he just felt like he had information. And so, like, he could, even though he wasn't being used anymore, or he was, like, cast aside, I think they were definitely like, hey, we've got info, you know, like, we can make you disappear kind of thing. Right. So, anyway. Oof, I hate that. Yeah. Yeah. Let's lighten the mood. Yes! Let's do the corky clipping. Oof, I need it. (laughs) So, this week, we just found three quick ones, unfortunately, because we forgot. So, um... (laughs) But they're always good ones! Yes. 
So these are all literally just the headline. Like, no other info. I want you to believe your own context because I think it's hilarious. Come up with your own story. Okay, so this one is literally... (laughs) This is an article. It's not even a crime. Um, Homicide victims rarely talk to police. (laughs) (laughs) Like, duh. Are you fucking kidding Like, I'm sure they were aiming for, like, the the other, like, family members. (laughs) You could have worded that better. He was dead silent. <laughs> dead silent. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, he wouldn't even like look at me. He didn't blink. It was weird. nothing. I got nothing. That reminds me of that scene in Bad Boys Two where they like go and they shoot up the drug house with the uh, the dreadhead like yeah. guys, and he's like, "Oh, let's talk to him." Oh yeah, he ain't got shit to say because <laughs> he's dead. <laughs> That's what this is like. I don't even know what happened. <laughs> oh my god um man eats underwear to beat breathalyzer test what <laughs> i don't think it even works like i don't even think i could choke down a pair of underwear even if they were clean or anything like how the next you... question were they clean or were they dirty because i'm picturing dirty because that would mask the <gasps> scent of the <gasps> alcohol <laughs> what where did he think he was going with that fuck people are stupid (laughs) (laughs) oh and then my last one is florida man drunkenly calls 911 to report that his wife is a black widow spider (laughs) she's a black widow spider (laughs) you better hope not they eat the heads of their mates no 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 that is not a black widow that is a praying mantis no black widows do it too they do yeah oh my god I'll show you a video. Anyway. I wonder what he was on. That must have been some good shit. <laughs> she's she's a spider, I swear. He's like picturing her with all these like legs coming after him. Oh my god. <laughs> that is so ridiculous. I know. I love it. Love the for- the Florida man, right? Like they Oh, Florida mans are like the best at all times. <laughs> like the challenge is, is you need to look up your birthday. Like without the year obviously, but just look up like whatever month and day you are and do like Florida man March 40 oh my god 48th March no, what month were what month were you born in there 48 days bitch <laughs> March 28th and it'll give you like your Florida whatever man your Florida title, man headline right? is and so far I, or headline yeah and I've never seen one disappoint me yet like what, what was mine you seem to like mine the most oh my god yours is hilarious let me just I need to read this because it cracked my shit up. <laughs> it was, it's, it's a good thing. Like, I don't know. Wasn't it something to, to do with like a, a band or music or <laughs> I don't even know what. Yes, here it is. Florida man who allegedly threatened family with Coldplay lyrics and standoff after SWAT promises him pizza. Uh, yes. Give me pizza and I will shut up. <laughs> I just love threatens family with Coldplay lyrics. <laughs> Mine. What's yours? Oh, I guess I have several. Ooh. The one that I originally found, <laughs> man arrested for kicking swans while practicing <laughs> karate. Karate? Karate. <laughs> yes. Um, I give her a hi-ya and, and a hi-ya. hi-ya and a ya and I kick her, sir. Uh, Florida man shoots wife in bathroom, mistaking her for burglar. Oh, my God. And Florida man arrested after allegedly breaking into office, leaving sign and window saying WWSB. What? <laughs> I don't know. No, I like your I like your swan one. My swan one's good, yeah. right? So yeah, I it's, it's so like, much stop fun. Stop looking at me, swan. <laughs> While practicing karate. <laughs> karate. Oh my god, 
karate. Karate. What is this karate? I think I'm actually I'm mixing swan and karate together. Karate. Yes. I struggle with K words. Do you? So I had this spacer at the top of my mouth. You might remember it. Yeah. Like put the key in and like I would turn it and it would push all my teeth out. Which sounds fucking awful. It was horrible, but it like left a little gap between the roof of my mouth and the spacer. So now when I try and say like key and cookie and like words like that, I really struggle because my my tongue doesn't go to like the roof of my mouth and I can't like. It gave you a fucking speech impediment. It did. It gave me a speech impediment. Like I'm fine until like karate, cookie, key. I have to like. Key is probably the hardest. All right. Well, that was a great episode this week. We missed you guys. Again, yes. we hope you missed us. Ooh, ooh. Um, we had so much fun getting back into the swing yes, of things. I missed it. It may have been a little rough. Sorry. Um, but we are going to come out with a new episode as soon as we possibly can. Um, try and, like, double up at some point. Yeah, we're going to try to double up at some point because we missed last week. Um, but stay tuned because, again, life is crazy and who knows if that'll actually happen. Yeah. Um, but on that note. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, what? I was going to say, as always. Oh, yes, I'm so sorry. You're good. You were on top of it. Like, you weren't going to forget the Amas. I was not going to forget it this time. I got yelled at at the beginning for always forgetting it. We, no one's computer went off this time. Woohoo! I'm so proud of us. We are making strides, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> As always, if you like us, please rate us. On, on Apple Podcasts is going to be our best place to get us going. Um, we're trying to, you know, trying to do some things here, which we need your guys' help for. Um, or anywhere else you're listening, that's always helpful as well. We also are on Facebook and Instagram. If you want to come follow, I'm going to be posting um, the ca- like pictures of case the cases and just giving you a rundown. And also we have Patreon. You know, we haven't launched any episodes yet because the only Patreon we have is our mom. (laughs) At least she loves us. (laughs) But if you want to go on there, there's several tiers starting at a dollar even. Whatever you want to contribute would be amazing. Yeah, Um, we would love it. But yeah, it would contribute to our... um, alcohol fund probably at this point. yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> so but yes on that note on that note yes. yes. yes.